know it's bad when uh, your chair gives you more relief than uh, your bed. Sounds like you need to get a new bed. I just bought a new chair. Man, that's unfortunate. That's tough. Get like egg padding or some shit. Like some of those foam paddings. Okay, I'm not against getting a bed. It's just that, you know, I was planning to wait until I was moving into a new place. That way I could just have the bed dropped off there and not have to worry about getting rid of this thing over here. But I got I got money away to get a vehicle. Got to pay that off. And it was like, I mean, if I, do, if I get the bed now, yeah, that makes sense. But then... That's longer I gotta wait to act on the car, but the bed is the bed, and... I'm looking at this because I want a purple mattress, okay? That's what I'm trying to say. I need purple oh, mattress no. to, to, to fucking sponsor us. They're not gonna... I will sell my soul so quickly for a purple mattress. I mean, you could, but you already sold your soul to the Game Pass. We'll see what uh, there's no semantics in selling your soul. Oh, that's that that's arguable. That's arguable. I thought you were gonna say something else. I was like, what are you opening? What something chief you related? Please. That's earlier. Enjoy spinning that NFT bullshit. The fuck we NFT what? Yeah, they have a G Fuel has an NFT account. I'm not drinking G Fuel. Yeah. What I'm is drinking Stewart's root beer. Please sponsor me, Stewart. I mean, do they have a uh, orange cream soda? Yes. Okay, I'm about it. Yeah. No, I think I've had Stewart's. I think I've had Stewart's. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Fucking, they're great. They're fantastic. Hold on. Stewart's root beer. Stewart's orange cream soda. Yes. Stewart's Stu diet. Stu yes. Stewart's is like my second, my favorite, uh, my second favorite orange cream soda. I'm actually, my favorite, I'll never find again because I just can't find it anywhere, is uh, Virgil's. Because in my area, I don't know why we just don't have Virgil's anymore, but a close second is absolutely Stewart's. I do love Stewart's. That's a good choice. Culture. Culture. These ladies holding the Stewart's in Amazon are absolutely photoshopped. I fucking bet. Let me see here. If I want a... 12 glass bottles. It is 38.44. It arrived on Thursday from Amazon. Not worth it. You're better off just looking, seeing if it's in your grocery store. It's 12 bottles. For third, bro, I could get 12 bottles for a third of that just by getting it at Walmart. See, my Walmart's don't carry that. The only things that carry the cream sodas properly these days are my HEB because no one does more than my HEB. Sponsor us. Sponsor us. Sponsor us. Everybody sponsor us. We need the money. Hello, welcome to VG Weekly Roundup, your number one unranked weekly video game podcast every Tuesday at 9.30ish p.m. Central Time and Thursday at 8 p.m.-ish Central Time. We come to live for a collection of the week's biggest gaming news, host topics, and we'll be playing right here at twitch.tv slash closp. That is twitch.tv slash closp. Please remember, if Amazon Prime, you have Prime Gaming and one free month to reach up for any channel, we'd love to channel for you. But if not, no excuses this week. No. It is not E3 week. And we're going to be covering all the things, reacting to all the stuffs, and posting all the contents.
we are literally putting in overtime for you because E3 is dead, but we are not. We are here giving you the news that you might miss because there is no E3. There is no central hub for these news unless you want to listen to Jeff Keighley and his fucking weird troll voice. Just <laughs> let's talk about gaming. No, nah, it's Jeff Keighley. He ain't going to talk about gaming. He's going to talk about Kojima again. Like for anyone that asks, yes, yes, Kojima's absolutely going to be there. He's not going to have a game. Maybe, but it's Keely, so he's going to make sure Kojima is there in some way, shape, or form, even if it's just forcing all of us to have to admire his face for like five minutes because it's Jeff fucking Keely. Man, that Kojima and that's what, is ripe. It's and that's ripe. what we call not E3 week, not whatever fucking name he has again. Um, anyway, not not E3 week, right. Uh, <clears throat> I'm your host, Seal Speak, you can call me P. As always, I'm joined by two, well, actually, no, my one co-host this week, uh, the deranged voice man himself, Ultima, at Ultima JV Def on Twitter and Twitch. I should really change that. Go on. Change what, well, sir? The prompt still says two co-hosts because these originally part. Oh of yeah, because the, there, there have been a few times. Yeah, there have been a few times. It's it's happened. been a rarity, but like I get it. I yeah. get it. It's, it's, However. It's a whole thing. Please do check me out on Twitch uh, TV slash Ultimate JV Death because I have been doing a little bit more streaming. I've been doing a Pokemon Nuzlocke earlier today, and I got to stream tomorrow, most likely, for more Resident Evil 4 because, hey, somehow I able I was able to predict Resident Evil 4 Remake on that SATA play. Okay, okay, so real, quick, real, real quick, real quick. Yeah? What, is, what does Nuzlocke mean? Have you never played, have you never done a no. Nuzlocke? no. All right, uh, so instead of telling you to go watch the VOD, because uh, you don't need to, uh, so a Nuzlocke, in its purest and simplest form, is hard mode for Pokemon to where if your Pokemon faints, they're dead. You cannot bring them back. You send them to the afterlife, to the Shadow Realm, wherever you will. Also, excuse me, I'm about to burp, and I didn't want to do it into the mic. You can only catch one Pokemon per route. The first Pokemon you encounter per route. So you are limited Pokemon, and if they die, they're gone. And this is the difficulty curve. And what? And because I'm playing Platinum, one of the hardest games to Nuzlocke, because you can easily crit Pokemon and thus losing your chances of getting a party, we're having a fun time. There's also a lot of different caveats to help with the game, such as the duplicate clause, to where if you, find, if you already caught a Pokemon on a different route and you see that Pokemon in a route you're going on, you don't have to catch that. That will be nulled, so you can hopefully get a new Pokemon. And there's also stuff like the shiny clause, where if you find a shiny Pokemon, they're also exempt because everyone loves their shinies. Nuzlocke is the hard mode of Pokemon. However, there are also other variants, like uh, Kaizel, which is randomized and completely fucking difficult. Like, that is uh, Dante Must Die difficulty for Pokemon. It sounds like you're playing on Ash mode. Somewhat, yeah. Except, um... Very few Romex have integrated Nuzlocke. I'm doing it the old-fashioned way, where I got a list, I got to remember where I already caught Pokemon. Oh, also, other rule, you have to nickname your Pokemon, every single one you catch, because you need to have a, an emotional bond. So that way, when they die, it hurts. R.I.P. my boy Brazos from the last run. Your boy who? I let my chat name my Pokemon. Okay, what was his name again? Brazzers. Oh, I heard something else, my bad. Yeah, and I had a side duck. Not, no, I had a side duck. I had a gold duck called P Hub. I was gonna ask other questions, but I just want us to move on now. And um, yeah, please. Yeah, this is, we're not doing what this, we've been playing this, this week. This is episode nine on Tuesday, 
June 7th, 2022. I don't want to make this the uh, round. We're going to have a nice, easy, short show today, and then it becomes an actual, like, uh, three-hour show. That was almost fucking Weeble last week. Um, That's yeah. on y'all. It, it is, it's on Gallant. Motherfucker comes into the goddamn show like, I'm, I'm not going to go ahead and say too much because I haven't really started too much on there. And then goes into like a 30-minute explanation of Turn A Gundam and made it sound like the coolest fucking Gundam I've ever not watched. And I just, Listen, okay. I love you, Gallant. I hope to see you here soon at some point. I just wanted to say that I wanted to give them their flowers. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I'm waiting for us. I'm waiting for us. Anyway, let's move on. This week, we're not doing much of a plan because uh, we're going to have a chill, shorter show this week, probably, for the sake of we're, we're coming in with, like, all the stuff for not not E3 week. Yeah, for Summer Games Fest entire month because Jeff Keighley is a greedy person. For one not E3 the week. entire yeah. month of fucking June. Absolutely. So- we're going to... We're just going to be covering all of the not E3 week stuff on there. So we got a number of stories for you this week, but they're all pretty much going to be smaller. Uh, and Ultimate's going to start us off. Yeah, so uh, Ubisoft, they're always in E3. Well, not this year because it's not E3 week. Let me explain. Ubisoft isn't planning to hold its own E3 style showcase in June. This is from Tom Ivan over at the good old VGC Video Games Chronicle. Let me take a swig real quick because it's Ubisoft, and oh boy, do we love Ubisoft. <laughs> like, Stewart sponsored us. Ubisoft won't be holding a major Please. product showcase this month. The French publisher, Ill, uh, has traditionally held a conference each summer, almost always in June, to coincide with E3. No, let me, let me rephrase that. Let me correct it. They always held a conference for e3 not to coincide they were an active part of e3 every year just need to correct that but a company spokesperson told axios that it won't be the case in 2022 the ubisoft rep said the company isn't planning another product showcase until quote unquote later this year and just to skip ahead a little bit in march Several sources told Reliable Industry Insider Tom Henderson that Ubisoft was planning a major digital showcase, which was supposed to air prior to a potential E3 show. (laughs) Pardon me. Oh, God. Stewart's is biting back. Hopefully that's a sponsorship. Um, It was supposed to air prior to a potential E3 show this summer, but, you know, since those plans could have been put out on hold due to recent world events. Like, no E3. Uh, to skip even further, Ubisoft, which wasn't on a list of Summer Game Fest partners released on Tuesday, is reportedly working on several unannounced titles, including The Crew 3, Assassin's Creed Rift Apart. Oh, sorry, Assassin's no, Creed uh, Rift. Uh, I am sorry. I saw Rift Apart and I was thinking... You apologize to Insomniac right goddamn now. Insomniac. Homies, my baby, my darling. I am sorry for putting your name in the mud and putting it in league with something as disgusting and dirty as Ubisoft. Please forgive me. Please, do not make me sacrifice my firstborn child. It's not like you're going to get anything. I don't plan on having children. But do forgive me, Insomniac. I did not mean that. I, I apologize. Anywho, uh, titles including The Crew 3, Assassin's Creed Rift, and a 2.5D Prince of Persia game, and an Immortals Phoenix Rising sequel. I am not really surprised. Because they're not the only crew that is not going to have an E3 uh, showcase this this summer. Them, Sony definitely wasn't going to. Uh, EA most likely won. They're also a big name that's usually an E3. Actually, EA is always in the first night of E3. Yeah, at they, least they, in recent yeah. years. So, 
as far as I am aware, uh, they're just another big name that are jumping ship from Jeff, Jeff Keighley's big day out. Uh, let me double check on that. Keep going, keep going. I'll double check. Yeah, because I got the next story either way. Uh, how? Okay, so another um, another company that is involved with this non-E3 week. Suda51. Sorry, Mecha Suda51. Devolver's Summer Showcase coming to June 9th with host Mecha Suda51. This is from Rebecca Valentine over at the lovely, lovely IGN. I will give them shit, but IGN's news is pretty important. Devolver Digital has just announced its Summer Showcase event, and this year, it's all about the countdown. The Devolver Marketing Countdown to Marketing will be held on June 9th at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, and nobody cares about the UK, but fuck, I'm about to say it anyway. <laughs> 11 p.m. UK. Listen, I'm just slightly, slightly biased for some reason against the UK. A lot of us are. I'm not going to go into explaining it. Um, and will apparently center around the 30 minutes of the countdown that typically takes place before a big showcase. It will also be hosted, incredibly, by Mecha Suda51. Interesting. skip ahead. Don't fret if you're hoping for an actual game announcement, though, because Devolver is promising... Quote, at least four video game announcements during the event. Pardon me. Last year's show revealed games including Trek to Yomi. And hold on, is this a wait, hold on. Wizard with a Gun? I need to find that game immediately. That sounds really fucking funny. As well as uh, they showed more of Inscription, Death's Door, and a whole lot of other games. Uh, Developer Showcase takes place shortly after Summer Game Fest Live that same day, which is itself showing, uh, sorry, which is itself following the Upload VR Showcase. So Devolver has a few games in the works uh, that they're going to show us. Trick to Yomi is already out, as uh, P has played already and yes. talked about, uh, I believe, last Tuesday. I think so, um, yeah. Some more inscription is always good. Inscription is pretty good. Death Store also really fucking good. Wizard with a Gun. Let me look that up real quick. Hold up. Yeah, there's, in fact, a Wizard with a Gun. It's it's crazy. I do wizard love the fact. with a Gun. It's a Wizard with a Gun? Like, I'm just... Okay. I do love the fact that one of the first images we see on here, I'm not going to put a trailer on because it might come through the speakers, but I do love the fact that one of the first images we see is Gandalf the Grey with an AK. I mean, you could, like, I don't know, mute the audio. Yeah, it'll still come through, and then we got to deal with licenses, all this other stuff. It's not worth the ah, effort. Okay. Yeah, okay, not worth it. But yeah, Wizard with the Gun. <laughs> Gandalf with the AK. Um, good for Devolver having a little bit of fun on, under the sun. Even if it's with Jeff, Jeff Gilly, at least we're getting some more uh, Devolver. Devolver is a really good company, which has some pretty neat games. I don't know. I, after everything I've companies. seen of Devolver, I absolutely believe they would be working undercover with the feds. So, it makes sense. <laughs> Alright, uh, th that sucks. Sorry, is all yours, buddy. Yeah, and uh, so, let me see here. Before we go on to that, because we did mention earlier, uh, we'll go more into this later on, but the grouping for like what's going to go ahead and actually be there at uh, game at the Summer Games Fest, or Summer Game Fest, uh, I can confirm EA is not having an actual partnership, and they, or not having an actual show, they will be there on the stage. So, that's where they're going to be. Oh, they're uh, going to be there? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, okay. They just won't have an actual like uh, presentation. They're going to be showing off a game at some point, probably. Okay, I, and I, I'd still say that technically doesn't count for them be having a showcase. That's just... No, that's what I'm saying. No, I'm just saying they're not going to be there for a showcase, but they will be showing off things. Like they oh, will okay. have games being shown, basically. Yeah. Okay. That's what I meant. 
so, we're gonna take a quick detour from Game Fest. Should I have aligned this more differently? Possibly. But I do it? No. So we're running with it. What we're gonna go ahead and do, we're gonna talk about Sonic Frontiers and the combat gameplay. This is Ryan McCaffrey at IGN. A short one on here because well it's, go it's going all month IGN has more Sonic Frontiers gameplay for you today this time focusing on combat in the above video we don't have video on here uh, see battle see Sonic battle big bad guys and absolutely a gargantuan bosses and clearly Frontier doesn't simply have one hit kill enemies that serve as mere speed bumps as you zip through the stage you'll need to use Sonic's speed and skills in order to outsmart and outmaneuver his foes out in open zones Ultimate, did you see this combat? Uh, I don't think in depth. All I saw was the last trailer that we talked about last week. I don't think I've seen the actual combat, Re though. Re really? Okay. So let me see if I can find it. Um, mm. I don't know if I can because IGN has their own video player because they choose to be difficult. Um, then I shall just pull up on my end. They can go fuck themselves. As much as I already said, i got to give them credit for their news. Yeah. Uh, oh, let me boy. see here. And yeah, so the first hands-on preview. I want to go and talk about this one as well on here. Uh, here. And following up from Mitchell Zaltzman, Sonic's done a lot in 30 years. He's been a pioneer in high-speed 2D platformer, an Olympic athlete, a remarkable kart racing enthusiast, a fighter, a TV star, and a Hollywood blockbuster movie star as well. But he's never done an open world, and Sonic Frontiers fixes the, uh, fixes to change that. I was fortunate enough to be one of the first people outside of Sonic Team to go hands-on with Sonic Frontiers. And let me just say, if you're worried about how the blue blur will fare, fare in this unfamiliar genre, I think Crush 40 put it best. Open your heart, it's going to be alright. Okay, I appreciate that. The first thing that struck me about Sonic Frontiers is how uniquely sober and serene it was right from the outset. After flying through a wormhole with Tails and Amy, Sonic finds himself separated from his friends and all alone in an isolated island, with nothing but an AI voice guiding him to collect the Chaos Emeralds. There's no one for Sonic to bounce quips off of, no Interjack Quest 40 soundtrack, just wide open fields as far as the eye can see. There is an air of mystery in Sonic Frontiers, and it's a vibe that's driven home even further by the beautiful yet minimalist piano melodies that accompany Sonic as he explores the island. All this is very intentional, all this is a very intentional choice. I, honest, I asked Sonic Team Head uh, Takashi Izuka to describe how the tone of Sonic Frontier is different from previous Sonic games, and he said, Past games in the Sonic series have taken different tones depending on the story and themes. This time, these mysterious islands are the game's major setting. That's why our artists have worked hard to create a mysterious mood. Of course, the big new change in Sonic Frontiers is the shift from purely linear levels to a huge open world where Sonic can run freely in any direction. But Sonic Team doesn't like to use the term open world to describe Sonic Frontiers' gameplay, instead referring to its style as being open zone. Open world games like Zelda or other AAA games fundamentally have RPGs or adventure worlds like Izuka-san, uh, said Izuka-san. For Sonic, the core here is a 3D action game. Our basic idea was to have that take place in an open space, what sets Sonic Frontiers apart is its different approach to open world. Having played Sonic Frontiers for about four hours, it's easy to see what Izuka-san means. Sonic Frontiers' open zone design is very different from any other open world game I've ever played. It's a gigantic playground. Every few feet, there's a bumper spring that bounces you like a pinball between five other bumpers, putting, putting you on one of the many grindable rails, tracks, or a speed ramp that sets you on a completely different path leading to some other collectibles or reward, or a line of rings that you can light, spe light speed dash into 
Essentially, they're taking the core appeal of every Sonic level, having multiple paths that eventually loop back around to the main one and applied that to these giant nonlinear open zones. One thing that has, has to be noted is that very few of these elements are built into the elemental design, meaning that rails, platforms, boost rings, and up and so on are just inexplicably floating in the air all around, which isn't totally unusual for a Sonic game, but it feels especially jarring in Frontiers in particular because of the frequent sudden pop-in of these objects and other and otherwise very naturalistic art styles. Of course, it's worth emphasizing that this gameplay in the version that I played from an early build, but this is definitely an area that I hope to see improvement in the final version. Beyond that, there's a wide variety of puzzle challenges that are littered throughout the zone. Completing them is how you uncover sections of the map. Most of these very, are very simple, requiring you to orient a statue, correct way, quickly hop back and forth between colored tiles, or use Sonic's new uh, Psy Loop ability to draw circles around certain objects in the environment to interact with them. The best ones, though, are races against the clock where you have to get from point A to point B in a limited amount of time. The openness of Frontier's level design makes straightforward racing Races like these a ton of fun because you have to try and improvise a path to the end that might not immediately be obvious. There are some exceptions, but in combat in traditional, but uh, there are some exceptions, but combat in traditional Sonic games generally isn't a thing that goes much deeper than jumping, rolling, or using homing attacks into enemies at the right time. That changes in the Sonic Frontiers, which now has you fighting all sorts of wandering enemies and mini-bosses using an all-new wave of incredibly flashy attacks. It's not all style and no substance, though. Sonic is able to quickly dodge using a bumper button on the gamepad, and by pressing them together, he can then parry attacks with the right timing. His homing attacks also feel much more powerful, landing with a ton of impact, keeping Sonic stuck to his enemy, allowing for a flurry of follow-up strikes. One of the things I really appreciate the combat is from what I've played is that there are usually multiple ways to deal with specific enemies. One enemy has an impenetrable shell that he can expand by spinning blades and throw them at you. One way to deal with him is just carefully time your homing attack so you don't get hit by the blades, but the window to damage him is small. To create the window, to, to increase that window, you can either parry the blades and knock them away right before they hit you, or you can even use Sonic's Psy Loop to encircle the enemy which will cause the shell to go flying upwards. Defeating these enemies will reward you of XP that you can use to purchase new skills from a skill tree, which gives Sonic Frontiers a really nice feeling of power progression even in the most rel relatively short amount of time that I've played. Some of the later skills you can get are just unbelievably cool, though I won't spoil them here. It's super satisfying to see Sonic Team experiment with different ways that Sonic can attack enemies beyond just spins and bumps. They do go on to talk more about, you know, the giant boss battles, titans, you know, things of that nature. I'm not going to go ahead and get to the whole article on there. But, yeah, I mean, from what I've seen, personally, I'm really liking this. Like, I don't know if you've had a chance to bring anything up as I was talking about all of that, Ultima, but, like... I was waiting for you to finish. Yeah, no, like, I, from what I've seen, I'm down. Like, this is kind of... I don't. I always feel weird hearing the complaints and uh, criticisms of the Sonic 3D games because, like, for me, my real introduction to Sonic ultimately came from playing uh, Sonic Adventure. Honestly, because I just, you know, I never really did the 2D ones. It just wasn't a thing for me. Uh, I, I don't know. It just didn't attach between the way it did. But the Sonic uh, Adventure games. I remember I got so excited to get my Dreamcast and then play Sonic Adventure 1 and everything that entailed, and it was just so fucking cool. And I've always liked the 3D games. I really have. But everyone always 
hated them for one reason or another. I always thought, you know, until I got older, that, oh, yeah, but the Sonic Adventure games, those were cool games. You know, I understand that the newer ones aren't that great, but the Adventure games were cool. And then I find out all these goddamn critics fucking despise the Adventure games as well. And for me, it's just like a matter of, like, no one ever seems happy with these 3D games, so, like, what do you want? What do people want from this? Because this is kind of what I want. Not the fact that it's doing all this, but the fact of if no one's going to be happy, just go crazy and experiment then. Why not? Like, Sonic for me isn't a triple A, you know, multi-billion dollar title of like all these investments and shit like that. It's, it just looks like, it's just, you know, I want to, this game looks fun. I want to play this game and it isn't giving with that. I don't know. For me personally. I kind of wish I didn't see this. Really? The combat looks a little clunky to me, and I am not a fan of the sudden camera change when you're doing some of these special attacks. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not a fan of frequent camera cuts and snapping into view for certain deals. Um, and not to mention, just having that same thing with fighting one of those colossal enemies where mm-hmm. it just snaps to them going into like, oh, I'm now you're now fighting me now. It's a little annoying to me personally. Um, but yeah, aside from that, the combat looks a little bit clunky. I don't know if that is because they're not as leveled up for this. Like you said, there's going to be like skill trees and shit for Sonic. I don't know if they're doing base Sonic or something different, but combat looks a little clunky. And in this type of setting, in this type of scenario, I'm not a fan of Sonic's health still being rings. And I get that is a main trope of the game, but that is also a trope that shouldn't be in a game like this, like an Elden Ring, like a, a Breath mm-hmm. of the Wild. It's where you're in a very open area where enemies can pop out anywhere, big enemies popping out anywhere. And so, it could be like an Unleashed where you, if you have a lot of rings, you lose like a portion, of a big portion of it and still have a few spared. But mm-hmm. if that is not the case, I am very concerned. Because at that well, I point, say, you're I, two shots. It, it doesn't actually say it in any of the articles I've read about it because I've been reading all the articles as they come out this uh, past week. And nothing's actually stated that the we- the rings are the health items on here. Or like if you I lose them, you're done. I am only going off speculation because we yeah. do not have any of that information. And just going off Sonic in general, that's usually the case where yeah. the rings are the health as well as currency. Um, mm-hmm. Again, I'm hoping that's not the case. I'm hoping that's just me, again, just speculating and going yeah. off o- other Sonic games. But if that is the case... That's not going to be fun for me, again, for something like this game. I will I will give them this. This game looks beautiful. I love open-world games like this. The fact that it's like a Breath of the Wild, it's open, and Sonic would thrive in this. A completely mm-hmm. open-world game without any, like, loading screens to go to a different level, like in Sonic 06, or I'm, I'm drawing a blank on other Sonic games that kind of do the same thing, uh, Sonic Adventure, but... Yeah, no, combat just looks a little clunky, and I'm hoping that is just because they're not playing, like, you know, a high-level Sonic right now with, you yeah. know, no skill tree or anything. Um, and again, I'm just, I'm hoping that the rings are not used as health. I'm just hoping that it's just a thing that they do where it's like, oh, hey, you have money, Sonic got hit, you lose your money, ha-ha. I'm hoping yeah. that's the case. And, like, I have some, I have a little bit of the trailer going up right now in terms of what's happening on there. So, they also had a, like, Sega sonic video that went on today as well and like well, again i can't really confirm the uh whole health situation we don't know that officially just yet so far as i've seen at least but what i will say on there kind of in terms of, like what you were saying of uh, the combat i don't know for me i'm okay with the combat or the sake that i don't know i always just wanted uh sonic to do a little bit more fighting moves as opposed to 
just you know like ball homing attack situation. So I'm I'm kind of about the punch to the kicks, like because that's you know I played Smash, like, that's how I like him on there, and I'm just I don't know I'm I'm interested in it for the sake of I'm, it feels very much. I guess it's because I have that love for like the the older school Sonic uh, was it Sonic Adventures series where it was like they were on silent Mobius right or Mobius right with um him and that princess and they were like uh they were like renegade fighters against robotnik's empire and things of that nature so and they always had like sonic actually fighting like robot soldiers there and like that i don't know that always seemed cool to me but no games ever took advantage of that so me seeing that again it could be this nostalgia could be that little like you know oh i just want that someday thing that i'm just so attached to that right now what i will say though is a, a bit of a connection to what you were stating on there of it being, you know, just a complete open world, they have already stated that some areas um, will go ahead and lead to more linear levels as well, uh, because they are, like, hub worlds, basically, um, with the Colossus fights and everything. But also, on top of that, they only show it for a split second. I don't know if they show it in this video if we even get to it, but in that video they had earlier, they did also show some of the actual boss fights. An example of them was they go ahead and use the open area to kind of create a boss fight. It was this creature, this flying creature, that as they were going through the entire open area, it was Sonic trying to fight them. That creature was making a path, like a, you know, above-ground path that, you know, spin, turn, loop-to-loop, all that shit, and had attacks to avoid and, you know, things to damage and whatnot as the boss was moving. So it was very interactive, very, it seemed adrenaline-pumping of that. So... I don't know. I, I get the criticisms to a certain point. I guess I'm just... I don't believe I, what we're I, seeing I, I, looks... I have to jump in and just say yeah, this ahead. before because, because I almost lost the point. I'm not doubt. I'm not trying to bash on how he's fighting. It's just the feel of how he's fighting. Because mm-hmm. it, it, I do not mind the punching, the kicking. I, I like Sonic doing that. It's different. It's mm-hmm. more so it feels slow. It feels clunky. Okay. It feels like it needs more, a little bit more fluidity. And I get it. It's not really Sonic's thing, as we said. It's a lot of just tuck and ball and bounce on people. I get that. It's. It, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing that they're trying to do. I'm just saying it just feels slow and clunky as what we're seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks like a lot of around the a lot of the focus is just traversing the land because I'm seeing an, a video under that that's a little bit uh, lower on the IGN article that we have, mm-hmm. and it is so much more, more world exploration than combat. And I think that is the bigger selling point for me than the combat. As mm-hmm. someone who loves combat in their games, who loves action games, this exploration for Sonic looks a lot more better and a lot more, I don't know, like like up its alley than the combat. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, the vast majority of anyone who like who hasn't seen it, like really ever seen like someone play through uh, like Breath of the Wild, I can tell you right now, the vast majority of that game actually is uh, <laughs> you walking around or riding the horse around. Um, yeah, it's a lot of like it. Just, it, just, it feels good to explore that those areas in uh, Breath of the Wild, and that's what makes it fun. The fact that it feels good in some way to explore that that area, the open world there, and I kind of get those same feelings of like I think I'm going to feel that same way playing this game. So that's that is a big selling point for me, absolutely. And like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I I'm still optimistic ultimately. So well, I guess we'll I see. I am too. I am too. I, I I like the look of this game. I'm just hoping that combat is a little bit either more mm-hmm. fluid when it comes out or that it's or at least the boss battles have more of a pull than actual like fighting regular enemies out in the field. Yeah. I think that's the big it's it's like kind of the Colossus, except 
You got actual minions out in the field. Yeah. I think if you can find something like that, I might send it to you. Like there is on, cause I think it was like a, a quick little, like maybe 10 seconds, uh, portion of the video they played earlier today during the Sega thing. But it, it seemed like an actual boss fight in this game. And from what I saw of it, what it was implying, I thought it looked cool, but I, I don't know where that is. Yeah. It's not going to be in this video. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see at another point. Uh, mm-hmm. all right, moving on, go back on track. Back on track, back on track. Oh boy, it's the man of the hour. I should say the man of the month. Jeff Geography Keeley says Summer Game Fest will be a primarily focused on announced games. Past tense, announced games. This is from Andy Robinson over at the good old BGC Video Games Chronicle. Journalist and presenter Jeff Keeley, the Fed has urged viewers to manage your expectations ahead of this week's Summer Game Fest livestream, which he said will be primarily focused on already announced games. Speaking during a Twitter Spaces audio session this weekend transcribed by VGC, Keeley said he was very excited about the content set to feature in the show, which he said will include, quote, massive games alongside independent titles and new teams showcasing the projects for the first time. Keeley claimed the show would include exclusive games for both Xbox and Nintendo Switch, but said that Microsoft would likely keep its biggest hitters for its own showcase, as, as smart as that is, and was unclear if Nintendo itself would involve, uh, was involved in S, uh, on Summer Games Fest. Uh, he also, you know, in parentheses and in a quote, we'd love to have them involved if and when they're ready. That sounds like submissive talk, Keely. Knowing that your Nintendo overlords can't come into your own little gaming convention showcase, huh, there, buddy? Buckaroo, Bubbala. All right, I want I want live video feed of Nintendo saying it's us or Kojima, and Keely having to sit there and just like. <gasps> no, 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 here's what happens. He says it's us or Kojima. Kojima is on their knees tied and a fucking burlap sack comes out of their face and Nintendo has a gun right behind Keeley's head just like it's us or Kojima pick I need yeah. I need that as a fucking stupid ass video game like live action video like a 10 minute live action video <laughs> anyway let me continue on he also urged viewers to rein in their expectations in terms of any quote-unquote megaton shocks they might be expecting, and called some of the rumors he'd seen online <laughs> crazy. Really, Keely? Uh, he quote, this is, this is a really exciting weekend for me because I get to finally see things we've been talking about to people for months, Keely told listeners on Twitter. We've obviously announced a bunch of things since I last talked to you guys in terms of world premieres and announcements that will be at the show. We've talked about the Kalisto Protocol, uh, that'll be there. We have the first gameplay demo you guys probably saw the trailer for. Uh, we're excited to show that to you. He added, we'll have the first level playthrough of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. That game looks really incredible. And we're excited to showcase that for you as well on Thursday. We'll have a uh, reveal and some news around Gotham Knights and some new footage of that game as well. Cuphead, the delicious last course, is really coming out on June 30th, just over three weeks away, and we'll have some new footage on Studio MDHR joining us as well for that. 
Dwayne the Rock, you know, you smell, you know, Dwayne the Rock Johnson will be stopping by. Well, you can get Dwayne, hold on, wait, you can get the Rock, but you can't get Nintendo. You can get the most. Apparently, Nintendo paid. has a harder <laughs> contract than Dwayne the Rock Johnson. You can get Rocky. You can get the most paid actor and wrestler in the planet, but you can't get the grandfather of video games, Nintendo. Kaylee! Who am I kidding? It's gonna be fucking Dwayne on the board just talking, like Dwayne in a video call, like what they did with Giancarlo Esposito. Anyway, Dwayne The Rock Johnson will be stopping by if you played uh, the Fortnite Collision. Oh, that's why. Like, like I did, you saw the Fort, the foundation in there, which was tons of fun, so we'll look forward to hearing from him. <laughs> we'll have a lot more to share. I know you're dying. I'm, I'm keeping this up, man. We'll have a lot more to share this week. Some other things are going to tease in the coming days, and then there's there'll be lots of things we'll save onto the show. Kelly said he <laughs> I can't keep my composure. Kelly said he expected the show to last around an hour and a half to two hours, but because uh, but because of its live setup and many guest appearances, claimed that he wasn't entirely sure. You somehow get the rock, but not Nintendo. Oh, How do you fucking... not know the length of your show? I'm sorry, go on. Oh, am I kidding? Kojima's gonna have more FaceTime than The Rock. What should I... What would I, what I would say is that a lot of the games we're going to show you are going to be already announced games, uh, and they're going to show new content to you, like some of the ones I've mentioned, he said. We got a couple of you know new game announcements in the show, and hopefully some surprises if anything if everything holds. But it definitely is a show that's primarily focused on stuff that is announced. He also added, So we're doing some good stuff for you, but definitely manage your expectations in terms of the Megaton shocks that you're expecting. This is not the Video Game Awards. We've got lots of good stuff to show you, but buyer, wait, but buyer beware of some of the crazy rumors I'm seeing there in terms of things people expect to get announced. He's just to sum this up. We're going to talk about what we've already seen, news about what we've already seen, and if there's enough time, maybe you get to see Kojima, maybe you'll see something new from other developers, maybe you get to see The Rock do his, you know, and the millions, you know, thing. It Maybe, it's maybe, it's a big old maybe. Double check, okay, this article came out yesterday yesterday why is he being quoted sounding as if one why is he a small schoolboy to you <laughs> when he's a fed um two undercover how does he not know the length of a show and then three why does he sound like he doesn't know who all is going to be at his show Listen, two days before the show he's trying to be facetious he is trying to be facetious he knows but he doesn't want to say everything as much as he wants to he, he sounds excited, but he wants to also say everything, but he can't. That's my interpretation of it. Okay, in, in I don't honesty. know. Maybe it was your your voice that, that put me in that mindset. I mean, I love the voice. I'm I'm it happy was. it's there, but like... Uh, Hi! So, no. as a heads up, this just as a quick little... Uh, we're going to do a quick rundown of who all is saying, saying they're going to be there. Uh, in terms oh, of the boy. partner lineup, uh, with more to be announced at the top. 2K, Activision, Atlas, Bandai Namco, Bluebird Team, Capcom, Coffee Stain, Deep Silver, Devolver Digital, I think that's uh, Digital Extremes, uh, 
Dotamu, EA, Epic Games, Focus Entertainment, Frost Giant, Humble Games, Level Infinite, Mediatonic, MiHoYo, oh, uh, of course. Netflix, Pl- uh, <laughs> PlayStation, Raw Fury. Actually showing up? They're saying that. They got the symbol on there. Raw Fury, Samsung Gaming Hub, Sega, Square Enix, Skybound Games, Steam, Studio MDHR, The Trebekah Fis- yeah. uh, Festival, Warner Brother Games, and Xbox. How much you want to bet a lot of these are just the companies that are publishing games that are being announced and not actual showcases? Uh, most of them. That damn near most of them. I'm not even yeah. sure. Like they they have the whole what is it? Uh, Devolver Digital. I don't think we actually sh- see anything uh, during the show from Devolver. I think that's going to be their their involvement is their um, own little like showcase thing. From what we just already told about, they are yeah. announcing four games. Well, I know, but they're going to have their own little thing though, so they're not going to actually be on like the uh, Games Fest Live situation. I don't think we see. Oh, anything um, they're there. right after. They're literally yeah. right after. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as actual showcase, yeah, no, I, th- I think it's uh, just a lot of those companies are just the games that are being announced. Yeah. MiHoYo, come on, MiHoYo, it's just gonna well, be Genshin I, news. I, I am waiting because I, do, I do want to see MiHo. Have you seen the new game that MiHo that they mentioned that the follow up to Genshin? Seen it? I'm not jazzed about it because it's MiHoYo we're talking about. Hey, it's anime cyberpunk and probably another brawler. I'm down. Like I'm, a, I'm an easy sell. I never claim to be proud. I never claim to be expensive. I'm a cheap hoe. I know this. Um, but some of the things, like the full list basically is going to be Summer Game Fest at uh, 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central. That's going to be here at the channel, twitch.tv slash CLOSP, C-L-O-S-P. Uh, we, we're going to be covering that. Huh? What day? June 9th. Okay. Then I'll be done. Yeah, Thursday, Thursday. So that's going to be this Thursday. Uh, directly following it is going to be Digital Devolver. Uh, Revolver Digital, I'm sorry, I got that mixed up, uh, at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so 5 p.m. here. I won't be reacting to that, I don't know about Ultima, I don't. I won't have the time. Uh, the next day, June 10th, at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, will be Geeked Week 2022 from Netflix, their gaming segment. I have no idea what the fuck that means. Uh, Tribeca Game Spotlight will be on June 10th at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then on June 12th, that's Saturday following at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central Time. Uh, I will be reacting to it at least, but it's going to be the Xbox Bethesda Games Showcase. And then following that at 3.30 uh, Eastern Standard Time or 2.30 Central Time, uh, the PC Gaming Show. I'm not going to waste time on that personally, that, but that's just me. And then the next day on June 13th, that Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 p.m. Central, will be the Capcom Showcase. What time? Uh, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Yeah, I'll be catching that. Y'all know me, Mr. Capcom, right over here. Oh, yeah, Capcom. Just, mm. Uh, I'm getting out of work, like, right at that time. It's a Monday, so I won't, I won't be able to stop work early. So, I don't know. Uh, we'll see fine. what happens. More Capcom for me! Just Oy. give me Dragon's Dogma 2. Um, it's going to be more Resident Evil news. Come on. No, no, Dragon's Dogma 2. It's gonna be there. It's gonna fucking be there. I've done my time. 12 years of it! Um, Not long enough. It's gotta be longer than Kingdom Hearts 3 before you could say you've done your time. 
Look, the whole reason we got DMC uh, DMC five was the guy was told, "What do you want to do first, DMC? And if you get that sell, we'll let you do Drop Dogma two. DMC sold. We get Dogma two. We get Dogma two. That was the deal, Capcom." You're, they're gonna make you wait, bro. They haven't even given us reverse, and that was supposed to come out with Village. They knew what they made, and they canceled it, and you all fucking know it. Let it go. And I, I will not. You let go of Dogma too? No, my game makes exactly. sense. That, that, that's the same. That is the same uh, answer I have for you. I will not let go of Reverse. That was actually gonna be a good and decent multiplayer. And I have, I have played the beta. Listen, between that and Resistance. As a shooter, as a multiplayer shooter, and not a survivor versus monster type scenario, it was actually solid. And I will not pretend that it wasn't. I am not dick writing Capcom. Sponsor me, though, by the way. I, I, I've heard from people who, who stuck resistance as long as they could that it was actually pretty fun if you had people that wanted to yeah. play. But, but uh, Capcom fans are just weird haters. Um... I don't know. That was less. What were we talking about again? Games Fest? <laughs> uh, we're talking yeah. about fucking the Fed and what games might actually be in Games Fest. Uh, Persona? Don't get my hopes up. Don't fucking get my hopes up. The fucking, the 25th anniversary has been a joke, and the only highlight has been that uh, Persona 4 Ultra, Ultimate Arena Max game is out. It's out. It's on PC. Maybe they'll date the uh, rollback then. I keep saying that, and you keep saying no, no. No, I'm sure they'll date the rollback. Yeah, no, I've I've never been against that. Yeah. Oh no, I'm thinking of something else. Okay, no, no, I'm thinking of something else. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm waiting for the rollback. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy it with some friends when the rollback comes in because we we want to support how important the only highlight. And I am pissed if they do not give us Persona Five on PC Game Pass. I am gonna continue buying their products because I do like Persona. I'm an All average right, video on. game fan. That's what I think. Moving on from there. Uh, yeah, so look forward to Games Fest when Keely's going to make us all just stare at Kojima for five minutes because, you know, he's not going to show anything about what's just what Keely's going to want because he's a fucking fed. Um, we'll talk about Death Stranding too. That's it. <laughs> yes, whatever. I don't know what's going to be more cringe when I see the when I can tell it's going to be Kojima he's introducing because the way he's going to talk or the way he's going to waste five minutes after the like half the showcase video he shows of whatever Kojima is showing that he's going to say I just I'm so thankful we would get him here you know so amazing like dude you already introduced him over like way too hard and then you let him have the largest portion of the show and now you're wasting me, five uh, minutes talking about it. just shut the fuck up let me let me ask you this then would you rather have that or would you rather have imagine dragons come out and play again in a keely event don't tempt me don't tempt no, me no no you would pick imagine dragons one has not overstayed their welcome at every fucking game event one I have has to overstayed watch. their welcome on the on the state of music one i can mute you can do the Keeley event too. You can just mute, tab to a different page. I've just gotta go, make sure. Already. Let me check. I've got to make sure that he is cringe and that I hate everything Kojima That's says. That's why you have me here. I still listen to Imagine Dragons because I had to be the one. I had to be the scapegoat. You, you know were what? there at E3 and you slept. We swapped off. We swapped off. We swapped off. No, we didn't. I never got a chance to get off. 
Yes, Moving on. We're not pausing. Go Xbox on. will hold a summer showcase next week. A second summer showcase next week. This is from Matt Perslow at IGN. Microsoft has announced that there will be a second Xbox game showcase airing just two days after the main showcase taking place on June 12th. Xbox game showcase extended will take place on June 14th starting at 10 a.m. Pacific time. IGN, just stop it, okay? You, all the other game journalists type shits on there, stop it, okay? No one is a Pacific time. It's the worst time zone. You're always late. You have the stupidest fucking, like, weather compared to everyone because of how the sun works for you. Like, just just, just stop it. Say Eastern or Central, okay? Stop trying to make Pacific time a thing. It's never going to be a thing. A new post on Xbox Wire blog promises new trailers, deeper looks at the news revealed as part of the main Xbox and Bethesda game showcase, and interviews with developers. The show will clock in at about 90 minutes so there is just another hour and a half to add to your not E3 calendar. You see? You see? Not E3 week. TM. The fact that Xbox has the balls to just be like, hey, um, we know we're going to do something on Sunday. Let's do another one. Just two days after that. That's a deep we're dive gonna, of the games they showed off. We're going to backpack this, this not E3 for you, Keely. Just yeah. don't bring Kojima out for our second one. I swear to Christ. Like, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, the more and more I hear about this, like, because they did this last year as well. And you know what? I'm kind of about it. Like, I'm kind of about the fact that they uh, have something that they're putting together for, like, hey, we're not going to over-explain things in our primary show. But if you do have things you're interested in, things we think that would be of, you know, worth note to expand on, we'll do it on the second day. And make it very clear, this is going to be where we go ahead and do a lot more talking, a lot less showing. And I appreciate that personally. Like, if they don't that... give me help, Sanua two, like a release date for Sanua two, I'm going to be a very cross lad. I, I mean, yeah, sure. I don't know. Like, that is technically an already announced game. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm down with it. I'm down with it. I, I want Cessna. I like. I. I. Uh. No, no, it's uh Hellblade. Hellblade. Yeah, Hellblade. Um, Hellblade 2, Sydney was sacrificed, and whatever yeah. they're going to call the second one. Yeah, Sydney was sacrificed. That, that's what it is. Um, but I'm, I'm about it. Like, I, I'm waiting for that one. I, like, that That first game was very dear to me in a very personal level. So, uh, with the themes it dealt with and the way that it was directed and narrated, I, that was a very important game to me. Um, yep. I'm about it. Yeah, like, I'm, I don't know if I'll be able to go. No, it's at 12 p.m., right? No, I, I can watch that one. I can't. We, we we won't be reacting it here. I'll be at work, but I mean, I'll be about it personally. I'll be reacting I'll... to it because that's on a day I would be streaming. Yeah, that that's is actually um... during a Pokemon stream too. Those bastards. Pokemon not going nowhere. You're right. Especially your balls. And wow. Ah, I'm excited. I'm excited. It's gonna be a fun few weeks, in my opinion. It'd be cool. Best to get that, you know, that those those, those new game hype juices flowing. I'm about it. Like I'm, I'm very excited. Also, this week, Mar uh, Mario Strikers is coming out. I'm going to uh, get together with some friends from my Final Fantasy 14 uh, free company. We're gonna do all that shit, and just it's it's a good time to be alive, folks. It's a good time to be alive. With that, ladies, gentlemen, and the lovely Technicolor rainbow in between. I hope you all had a wonderful time with this little podcast. It was 
It was uh, actually about the same time because we talked a lot about Sonic, but hey, I'm all for it. We had a blast. Yeah, I got I got a little hyped there, people. Sorry about that. I just I I I, I, I didn't mean sorry. to read as much as I did, but like I was just more and more kept Listen. reading. I was like, I was excited again. I was happy again. Go on. Listen, you're fine. You're fine. I got hyped literally at the end there talking about Imagine Dragons and how much of a terrible fucking mistake that was, Keely. But hey, you know we're we're out here. We're live. We're grooving. We're chilling. Uh, you got anything to shill? Uh, tomorrow, once again, we'll be doing the Weeaboo Trash Talk Podcast. We'll be discussing, we'll have been watching a lot of live action plans for anime for whatever goddamn reason. And just so, so much more, as always, with announcements and dates. I actually have a lot of new dates for you tomorrow. Um, and then on Thursday, as we mentioned before, we will be having our live reacts of Ultima and myself to the Summer Game Fest live starting at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central Time. We will be here to show that to you and please join us to get our reactions. Uh, after that, and later in the evening, that same day will be myself and Minus for the Thursday. We'll be reacting to all the trailer things announced on there. I don't think we'll probably even have any news really on Thursday. We'll probably just be reacting to everything ultimately because i'm sure there's going to be just so so much on there it doesn't make sense to do too much news not to mention there probably isn't going to be a whole lot of breaking news as time goes on but we'll see what happens and that will go ahead and be us for the week and then on sunday uh i will be back at least uh for the xbox that's a showcase on there minus maybe joining me for that we will see what happens uh and we will recap that then on tuesday and so on and so forth. So, with all that in mind, we thank you for joining us. Hope you had a good time. We enjoyed having you here. And, Ultima, anything else? I was about to say, you gotta sign off the show without letting me shill. God damn, fuck. Uh, yeah, uh, tomorrow night, I will try to be streaming uh, late at night, because I said I was going to do one more after work. We're uh, doing my bro uh, challenge run-through of uh, Resident Evil 4. I almost got my ass ate by Salazar's left-hand man, that, that thing that tried to act like the Xenomorph. You know the one I'm talking about. The one that attacks you in the sewers when you're trying to go through the elevator? Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck that dude. Uh, Thursday night, uh, or sorry, Thursday day, uh, Thursday, of course, be with CLSP uh, with the showcase, as well as later that night I will be doing another RE4 stream. Uh, and other other than that, um, I got nothing much to really do until Monday. I work every fucking weekend, so streaming that day is also very tumultuous, so no promises there, but yeah, uh, check me out. Twitch.tv slash UltimateJVDeath if you like hearing me say some dumb shit and do some weird voices. And maybe we'll, maybe I'll stream Mario Fighters this weekend. I don't know. We'll see what happens, folks. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe. But we'll catch you next week, and goodbye. <laughs>